Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. I hope you're having a great week. Everything's starting uh, good for you. Uh, definitely it is for me. So I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, the opportunity to come to you and to express my ideas and to talk about cool things that are, you know, happening within the medium of comics, uh, video games and the entertainment world. And today I want to talk about something that has been on the news uh, pretty much on the press throughout the weekend and everybody's talking about it. There's people already posting videos on YouTube about it uh, in regards to this rumor of um, uh, Marvel being shut down by Disney, which is definitely big news. Uh, people freak out uh, definitely because of it. Uh, a lot of people are uh, completely uh, taken by it. A lot of people were you know, panicking. Of course, Marvel is such a big uh, juggernaut is a big part of our lives and and definitely just thinking that the the industry uh, it's going in turmoil and marvel is suffering of course it really it really brings things into perspective and it really worries a lot of people but i want to uh, go in detail because of course the rumor uh, or the case for the rumor was started by some sites um, that really expanded and uh, of course right now a uh, in this time that we're living it's all about the news. It's all about clickbait, uh, particularly in social media. Uh, as soon as something comes up, somebody maybe turns it around and change the facts and uh, and definitely becomes a bigger rumor. And then it goes in some other hands and it becomes another bigger rumor. So they, by the time the message is presented to the public, in this case us, there's a lot of different voices and a lot of different opinions that have been injected into the initial news and of course, it, it blows out of proportion, and it becomes a, a chaos. It's chaotic just to try to solve the matter. You, you have to pretty much untie everything and try to start from the beginning. So I want to go for to start from the beginning. I want to start to what started it all, and that way we know exactly what's happening, and that way you can get up to speed. Perhaps you uh, on the weekends you tone out from the world and from social media, which is you know actually is good. Uh, so I want to clarify things so you don't get into the confusion uh, that is happening now. Now, there was an, uh, an excerpt in news uh, by Bleeding Cool, uh, which is definitely those, they have a section for comics, and they talk about comics. And definitely, the, the person that actually started this was, the name is Jude uh, Terror. Uh, he's a writer for, for, for this site, for Bleeding Cool. So he posted on, the, on March 1st a, um, a title, and I'm going to post all of this if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, Joe Quesada and C.B. Sobolski fight for the survival of comics at CXCW, which is the, the conference in Austin, Texas. Um, now, that was the, the title of his, uh, uh, pretty much of his excerpt, of his, um, uh, his piece of work, and he talks about it. Um, and it's a bit, you know, if you kind of know Jude or you have read some of the stuff he has done in the past, and if you know Bleeding Cool, like many other sites, there's always a, uh, a little bit of um, a clickbait uh, into it, even on the titles. You know, nowadays is something that you're going to see. Um, pretty much um, every writer does that, particularly online writers. Every piece of news, it's always this clickbait title that brings you in. So, of course, you know, he talks about it. And if you read this whole excerpt, and I'm going to have the link for those that would like to read it. So that way you go to the beginning and you don't hear the rumors by someone else. So he talks about the state of the comics. 
Now, I have talked about this before uh, in my channel, and I have talked about this here in the podcast, um, the struggle that Marvel is going through, um, and comics in general. Uh, and, uh, of course, in this piece, he's talking about it. Of course, uh, he's using um, the panel uh, uh, Southwest um, as a reference at the festival to really uh, make a point in regards to what needs to be done in order for comics. Now, as you know, um, comics um, are struggling. Yes, the Marvel Universe, it's gaining momentum. It's making millions and millions of dollars. That's the reason Disney bought the, um, the franchise in the first place. Uh, because of movies, uh, video games, uh, all sorts of entertainment. It definitely, the franchise is powerful as ever. Uh, these characters are richer than ever. However, on the side of the comic books, uh, sales are not going up. They're just declining. And more and more comic book shops are closing by the day. Every week there's a new comic book shop closing in the country. So there is a crisis in comics there is a crisis and you can go through the details to use some references about people uh, that have uh, um, you know talk about this and, and different subject and this subjects in different panels and other conventions and conferences it is time for Marvel to really change the pace uh, and I want to go back into this because we cannot confuse one thing because sometimes I feel and of course after he said this news uh, it created a rumors and rumors were spread out and he had to reply back a few days later he replied within the weekend he replied back uh, talking about what he meant by this excerpt that it was not attended to say oh yes this is the truth it's going to shut down he just uh, making a point in regards to the struggles of the industry and what Marvel needs to do in order to address these problems and move forward. The problem in the industry is this right now. And sometimes we confuse that and all people confuse one with the other. It is not about the characters, you know, because as you know, comics, uh, the, the superhero stories, uh, the superhero genre in movies is just making money like crazy. However, um, the industry, the printing industry is struggling financially because they're not selling enough. You know, they're not making enough. Now, if you are a businessman, and I, I'm sure that some of you are, and you work or you work for a business, you know that the, the secret of any business or the purpose of any business is to be sustainable uh, with what you sell. Once you start going in a different route, your business is start losing track. It, let's say, for example, if you sell hamburgers and you call your place a hamburger joint, and then you start selling pizza, then you're going to have a problem. You're going to lose your uh, people buying you, uh, buying the hamburgers uh, because, first of all, they don't come to you for pizza. You know, they come for you for hamburgers. Uh, and if you're selling hamburgers and if you're selling pizza at the same time, people might like the pizza. You may get people buying the pizza, but then you're going to lose your customer, your client base, particularly the ones that have been coming to your joint for years just for the hamburgers. So you have to know exactly what you are. And the problem with Marvel, you know, of course, it's a company in, in many divisions of it. The printing side is not selling enough to justify the overhead, to justify for, in this case, Disney, the parent company, to say, you know what, we need to keep you in business because you are bringing money. If you're not bringing enough money to a company, then uh, like any other uh, you know, company, particularly these big companies or corporations that are owned by multiple people, what they do, they just cut that what is it just it's not bringing money. Just cut it and expand it in a different way. So the problem we have is that they 
industry hasn't adapted, uh, or Marble or any any other in, uh, publisher hasn't uh, is not adapting fast enough to the fast pace of this time, and and that's something that needs to be changed and needs to be addressed in order for these comic books and for comics in general to be sustainable in the near future. And I keep pointing some out. Uh, some people that they were saying stuff. Uh, uh, some uh, assessor like Brian Hips. Uh, he took a recent takedown of big comics and uh, in, in an excerpt that he did in a conference, and he used that as reference in, on the original post. And uh, he talks about that the necessity to come with a new strategy. The problem with the industry today particularly talking about publishing companies. I'm talking about the movies because a lot of people might watch the movies, they support the movies, they buy the collectibles, but it doesn't mean that they read the comics. I can tell you one thing. I haven't read floppies in a long time. I don't read comics anymore. I buy omnibuses. I got collections like most people do nowadays, at least on my generation. The number of people that still buy floppies have just uh, diminished time and time again. It's continuous to diminish to a point that is really scary for the publishing company. What's the point uh, of selling something that is not selling you're not making enough money so what you need to do is just cut you know companies what they do they just cut what is not profitable enough and they invest that energy of that money into something that makes profit you know that's just bottom line that's just business 101 so he talks about it the problem is is that um, the industry Marvel Comics and any other of these publishers what they're doing and the biggest problem they have is they're attacking the problem the wrong way what they're trying to do is trying to keep the same readers, the people that are constant, have been reading for years, to keep them entertained and trying to sell them more and more and more. Of course, the prices have gone up. You know, there's so much you can do. There's so many floppies you can buy a week. You know, it's like they want to keep buying more and more. So they want to for you to spend more money. And the problem is it's becoming very costly for a lot of these people to continue to maintain this hobby of, you know, reading comics uh, when there's so much competition within the same company. You know, they're trying to publish the stuff and you for you to keep buying this stuff. You know, there's how much you can get out of someone. If somebody only has a budget of twenty dollars, that's all they can pay, you cannot ask him to spend thirty dollars, you know, by adding more comic books for you to buy. That's the approach Marvel has. That's the approach Disney, uh, DC, and any other publisher have. They try to keep the same buyers buying more or putting more money into it. And that's very undoable. The problem is with Marvel and the other publishers is that they are not looking for ways to attract new readers. This is the secret. That's what he's talking about in, in, in XR. If you go back, of course, many people have gone, uh, you know, Screen ran, you know, comic book, CBR, all of them. They went into the dismantling, trying to dismantle the rumor. They said that there was a rumor and there was a lie that that's not the problem. This need, that, that Marvel, it's okay. Even Joe Quesada went into Twitter saying that that's the rumor of the week, that, you know, things like that. He's trying to make fun about it, joke about it and all of that. But they dismiss the central point of the uh, of this excerpt the central point you know there's no denying you know nobody's buying you know floppies anymore if there's people buying when you look at numbers wise uh, some uh, within the the the, the, the hundred the, the list of 100 the top 100 comics some of them don't even make don't even sell more than you know like 20,000 copies which is nothing and when you're talking about the number of copies is the copies that it sold to the the and to the retailers not necessarily to people doesn't mean that 20 people bought the comics it's just to, it were sold 20 copies were sold to different retailers many of them they're gonna end up in the dollar bin you know and they're gonna end up just pretty much unsellable 
You know, so companies, in this case, even uh, comic book shops are struggling just to maintain the business because they have these deal, deals where they have to buy a certain amount of copies. So when we look at all those things, you know, there is a struggle. There is real struggle, financial struggle within the publishing company. What Marvel needs to do within the, the I'm sorry, the publishing industry. Now, what Marvel needs to do. That's something that definitely um, at this excerpt, this piece of, uh, of writing by by this writer, by Jude Terror, is it, to really excite, to really make us think what needs to be done. There are things that need to be done. You know, we need to, oh, in this case, the industry needs to attract new readers into the fall. How are you going to do that? That's something that, you know, there are a couple of things you can do. First of all, the problem is the lack of adaptability, adaptability. Uh, uh, of the industry uh, and the publishers to the new world. Uh, everything you see is the same stories repeated. Uh, it's rinse and repeat. The same stories time and time again. The same Wolverine stories, the same Spider-Man stories, the same uh, Captain American stories, Avengers stories, X-Men stories. It's always the same thing. It's a constant repeat of the same thing. You dismantle the universe and you redo it again and you start over again. And you do that for like a year or two years then dismantle it again and you do it again. This is the problem. The problem is that you're constantly dismantling because you think people are going to be attracted, but people are less attracted to something that has no stability. The problem is that they're not looking for ways to create new genres, not only superhero genres, but other genres. If we go back to the history of Marvel Comics, or even comics in general, you know this, uh, in, the, in the 30s, and uh, the comics of the time were 20s and 30s, the comics that were during that time were the Western comics. It was very popular. They were extremely popular before superhero uh, comics. Now, in the 40s, because of the war, because of World War II, uh, there was an, a, 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 desire, a patriotic desire in America. America, for people to watch, you know, to read, I'm sorry, to read more comics, and they want to know more about superheroes. Superheroes became very popular because there were people standing for what was right, defending things that was right. That's the reason why Captain America became so popular. Throughout the 40s, it was a very popular time. You know, prior to that, it was just westerns and anything that has to do with sci-fi. But after that, it was superhero stories. Now, in the 40s, after the World War II ended, uh, the world changed. You know, people were more skeptical of certain things. There was more like idealistic ideas because people went to war. They suffered the, 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 the scars of the war. So they want something more realistic in a world that was changing, fastly changing. So uh, companies were struggling, like Marvel Comics, Timely Comics, all of them that went into Marvel Comics, they were struggling in finding ways to really stay afloat because they were not selling copies anymore. So what they did, they adapted to the situation. That's when the horror uh, comics started. That's when romance comics started. That's when there was an ad you know, they were adapting to new things. Even comics based on TV shows were created. So there were a lot of things that happening within that time that were trying to adapt. It was not until the Silver Age of Comics because that was between the Golden Age and the Silver Age, that there was a time where the comics were looking for ways to stay afloat by selling stories to people that wanted them. And that's when the horror stories, the horror comics started, and they expanded all the way till the 70s. But in the Silver Age of comics, that's the, and, and again, we're going back into the uh, Vietnam War, uh, there was another need for superhero stories. So that's when, of course, you see Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, you see all of them through Marvel. There was an expansion, a tremendous expansion of comics but then again in the late 70s and the 80s there was a a, a downflow of course after the war there's always this uh, darkness and that's when a lot of dark 
comics started again in the 80s. You see a lot of more dark tones in comics, but also uh, an increase in the, you know, horror comics and things like that. And then, of course, you see there's always a time, you know, th there's an evolution in comics. You have to find a way to adapt. I think we are going into a high, uh, we're going because of the movies. There's a lot of people interested in superhero stories. But like everything else, you know, it's just that the hype of the moment. How we can move forward to that. And I think Marvel needs to address those issues. You know, they have brought Star Wars comics into it. Now Disney, of course, and Marvel, they're doing, again, Star Wars stuff. But there's other stories that they need to explore. Maybe other things that people would like to hear. Try new things. Try new stories. How to attract a young generation. Maybe comics based on, you know, uh, video game stories because that's the most popular thing. You know, comic books based. And, you know, some companies like, uh, uh, in this case, Dark Horse is doing it. Uh, even, um, um, uh, you know, I, I, I just kind of forget. There are other publishers, smaller publishers that actually are trying. IDW, um, they're trying that, you know, trying superheroes uh, or, uh, uh, in this case, comics based on uh, video games. You have to find the ways. You know, there, you know, there's always the need. The thing is, bottom line is this, there's always the need of good storytelling. There's always the need for comic books, or at least stories that are told in a good manner. But now it's important for the industry to change, to adapt. Some people were using the example, why is it that not even Marvel lends his uh, characters to other publishers, uh, you know, give him the rights. Like, you know, IDW is producing right now characters for Disney. It's, it's printing comic books for, you know, Donald the Dog and Mickey Mouse. Why is it that Marvel doesn't do it? I doubt that this is something that Marvel will ever do because uh, the way they, they, they were created, the way they, 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 they hold the rights, it is very unlikely that even Disney can allow that to happen. They have total control. However, I believe the Marvel Comics needs to also start exploring in different grounds or different comics. Some of the most interesting comics, and I can tell you one thing, because I was watching just recently The Umbrella Academy on, on Netflix. I never read the comic book story, never did. Um, but you know what? When I was watching it, I was kind of passing, you know, passingly through, and I need to review it at some point. Um, my, wife, my wife watches. She's a bin watcher. She was watching it. So I decided, you know, let me just try it. We'll watch a few episodes with her. And I was, you know, I was very interested. So I went to, uh, to Dark Horse Comics because, I, you know, I'm a Dark Horse Comics. Uh, I have a lot of uh, digital comics from them. And actually, I purchased the collection. And I read it. You know, I read it very quick. It actually, there's not many issues. And I read the first part. I said we need to read the second. I, I started reading the second part, the second run, which is, um, you know, the Real Academy Dallas. And there's a, the third one. I haven't read that one yet. And you know what? I was very, um, it really grasped my attention. It's about superheroes, but in a different tone. And, and you know, when you try new things and you change from the status quo, and you know, uh, Dark Horse has been struggling as well. They lost more, you know, they lost stuff, a lot of, uh, you know, they have lost a lot of franchises they were holding. Uh, so they're finding ways, so looking for ways to really bring more stories to the forefront. And, of course, this happened a few years ago, the Umbrella Academy. But, you know, things like that, like this type of stories are different. And I think that's something that Marvel needs to explore again. You know, like they did back in the 40s, like they did back in the 60s and 70s. Explore new ground, tell new stories, create new characters. We're tired of the same thing. You know, nobody's going to, I'm not going to go back to a comic book shop to keep buying floppies because I don't have any interest in it because the stories that you have are the same thing that we have seen before. They deconstruct the characters and then sometimes they don't put them back together the, the way they were before. We want new things. 
I, I'm tired of reading Batman stories. I think Batman stories have been told to death. You know, I'm tired of reading uh, Spider-Man stories because they've been told to death. I love the characters. I love the story. You can retell them to me again. I love them. I can go back and read the same old stories. But it's time for new stories. It's time for new things. Uh, and for uh, maybe perhaps stories that have nothing to do with superheroes. And uh, I think that will bring more people again into comics. At least attract new a new generation of comics. Yes, the floppies are something that is a dying breed. But you can go digital. You know, if you have to go digital, go digital. But create new stories. Because at the end of the day, it's not the format. It's the story. What really matters is the story and how you present the story. If you don't have a good story to tell, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you present it to people. It doesn't matter if they come in a, in a golden plate. Uh, still, it's not going to be bought. People are not going to support you. Just bottom line. So this is what's the rumor, of course. You know, some people got all offended, uh, you know, about it. A lot of people were all scared, you know, all of that. It was just a rumor. We know that things are not looking the way they are. And, of course, you know, Quesada's response is more like PR, trying to just kind of hold the crowd. And, of course, even this guy, uh, this writer, have to go back and kind of get on the other excerpt where he kind of apologizes in some ways about what we was said about him. But it's just more probably he was forced by the company because of the backlash that they were expecting or they were already having. So they decided just to retract that. But... In many ways, if you go back to the original post, you really can see that he makes a lot of sense and he has a lot of good points that need to be considered. So what is your opinion? I would like to hear it. Uh, please don't forget. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. Don't forget to hit the notification button so you're reminded of the next video. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. You, you know, If you're doing that through uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker, I uh, really appreciate the support. Uh, please share this with your friends. You, know, you can do that through Facebook. Follow me on facebook on my facebook page or you can follow me on twitter instagram all the uh, all the links are down below so and also you can if you want to support this channel financially you can do that through patreon uh, and you can also do it through paypal everything again all the links are down below so once again thanks for listening god bless you and have a phenomenal week talk to you again bye bye